Welcome back to Round Guy Radio as Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland Island presents the Crop Report. Uh, welcome back to the program, Corwin. Uh, glad to be here. Well, everything has changed since the, since the last crop report or since the planting season. Uh, last time I talked to you, it had been cold and wet and we hadn't hardly had any crops planted. And now today, all the, all the crops are in and boy, do they look good, don't they? I'll tell you what, this crop uh, did a complete turnaround after they got in. They were able to get in, and thank goodness, with big equipment now, it didn't take long to do it. And it did seem late planting, but man, is this corn caught up. You know, the old saying used to be, knee-high by the 4th of July. Well, shoot, this stuff's going to be uh, uh, chest-high by the 4th of July. Well, uh, we're about to see some fireworks in Richland, Iowa, here on the 2nd, and those crop, those seeds were like fireworks coming out of the ground, weren't they? Boy, they were exploding. And, and you know, with the... Latest in fertilizer and chemicals, uh, it's uh, it's just easier to get a crop out and get it rolling than it, than it was in the past. I noticed that a lot of fellas uh, put on dry fertilizer after the corn was up. In, you normally put on anhydrous ammonia ahead of planting, and you put it on even in the fall. But a lot of people put on ammonium nitrate, which is a dry form of fertilizer, to give it a boost while it was growing, and it really shows. Yeah, I don't know. The, I talked to a Pioneer seed dealer, and he said that they had some really new, new seeds out this year that were going to really, you know, make a big difference, and uh, it really looks good. I saw a Facebook post Chuck Grassley had put out, and he said his corn had grown 19 inches in a week. Are you seeing uh, results like that? Uh, definitely. Uh, after we suffered through our uh, late planting season, then it seemed like we had ideal conditions. We would have upper 90s, and that would only last for a few days, and then the next thing you know, we'd have a shower of rain. And then uh, high temperatures, and then a shower of rain, and it has just made this uh, corn and beans explode. Well, the corn in particular is just a dark green. Year. I mean, you know, the darkest I've ever seen. This yeah. is almost black green. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times, you know, you get a little dry and see some yellowing and stuff like that, but I see none of that. Do you? I've seen none of it. You know, there was talk that uh, even by the government were lowering the expectations of the corn harvest because of the late plantings, but uh, I know in this area, I feel like it's still going to be a robust uh, harvest. Um, barring any difficulties down the road. Yeah, so uh, what are the farmers, uh, are, are they in pretty good spirits that you're talking to? The farmers I talk to, you know, in regard to livestock traders and uh, bale hauling traders seem to be in uh, good spirits and don't seem to be uh, bemoaning the fact that we've got high uh, high expenses, even though I know that's on their mind. Yeah, the things are, are the input costs are, are ridiculous and the the increases are just tremendous off the charts, actually. And uh, the fertilizer has been a big, big challenge. Do you think the, there's enough fertilizer available? I have not heard of uh, any shortages in this area. No, well, that's good. Uh, at least there, there's uh, some good news in, in some industries. And this is going to be a year where we need a big crop because the world's uh, uh, food supply is, is under a lot of pressure. Well, one thing that's really going to affect the world's food supply is Russia invasion, invading uh, the Ukraine because the Ukraine is a large agricultural producing state and I think they're having trouble getting it shipped out because Russia is uh, 
bombing uh, the ports and blockading the creating, ports, and, uh, creating a lot of havoc. And Ukraine is the breadbasket of Europe. Yes, thirty percent of their wheat comes yeah. from Ukraine, yes. and uh, you know it's a great. It's always been a big, uh, you know, throughout time. It's always been, you know, a great agricultural area, and yes. I believe that's one of the big. Uh, Targets for Russia is to get some of that farmland. Well, that's uh, they were going back to the days of Stalin, where they're trying to invade and take land back, and I I, I just don't understand it. I don't understand it either, but they, I don't also understand the response or the lack of response. Yes, or, I don't either. You know, uh, it's just like it's like they use this excuse that they're not in NATO, so we really don't have to help them, or we'll just cut them a check and. But even the, we give them forty-four billion dollars, but that money seems to be all sitting in in Poland and not really doing anything to help the Ukrainians. Yes, uh, you know I don't understand what Russia thinks they're going to have left if they destroy the country. Yeah, and they seem to be intent on flattening everything, yes. don't they? And leaving them with nothing and no yeah. infrastructure to return to and no buildings. Right. It's just been a mess for the whole world, but. Uh, at least here in Iowa, we're able to get the crops in, and we're and we're you know the good Lord's with us, and it seems like we've got a a great crop coming in. And uh, anything else you want to talk about? Or no, I just uh, think that uh, we'll be fortunate if this uh, weather cycle continues, where we have some heat and then get some showers. And uh, it sounds like it sounds like there's a chance of showers again uh, over the weekend. So um, I think that uh, we're in store for a, a bumper crop here in this area, anyway. Well, what are are there some concerns? What you know, weather could turn. What 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 could uh, what dangers? Well, I are think there? the only concerns was that there's been some late plantings here. I've, in fact, I I'm sure he was putting it away. I hope, but I saw a planter that was dirty today, and I don't know. He might have been uh, planting in some uh, ground that he harvested hay off of. And beans planted or any crop planted this late is not going to be a bumper crop. But uh, but I think there's going to be a bin buster this year, uh, like and maybe one like we've never seen. I think the potential is there, and uh, this corn has really turned around. Yeah, and I've been uh, driving. Uh, uh, I just went to Florida and back, and uh, I saw good crops all the way up and down the the way there were, but there just isn't. There's agrarian states like Iowa out there. You get you get start get into Missouri and it just starts to diminish. And uh, you know, I drove traveled Illinois a lot when I was a young kid. My dad was in the racehorse business, and we raced all over that state, of Illinois. And I used to see all those crops in the northern half of Illinois, and I'd think, how in the world could Iowa compete with that? But the difference is, Illinois also has southern Illinois. And that just is uh, not near the producing land that Iowa has. The whole part of the state of Iowa is big producing, not just half of it. You know, Illinois would be a pretty great place if they cut Chicago out of it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yes. <laughs> they get along with their neighbors a lot better, I think. Well, Illinois is in having a lot of trouble. They're about $13 billion in debt, and I think they have to... Uh, borrow money off of the states that have joined them, or at least uh, have their credit uh, jump on the states that join them to even get money to operate their states. So they've got a lot of issues, and, and yeah, I think it goes back to probably Chicago. Yeah, uh, Illinois' government uh, could take financial lessons from California. That's how bad they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, uh, speaking of racehorses, you have a, a, a racehorse that just won a big race. Let's yeah, talk about we, that. We, uh, my nephew, a lawyer up in Des Moines, and I uh, purchased a yearling uh, two years ago, and he, he raced some last year, and he got a win, and, and but he... He was big and then really growthy, so he hadn't fully developed yet. His knees were what they call opened and hadn't closed yet. So we had high hopes for him this year, and so far he's won uh, two races, uh, not including a qualifier, which would make it three races. But uh, he won a big race last night and lowered his record by two full seconds, and he looks like a colt that's uh, going to develop and go on. He's a standard bred trotter, two-year-old. And he's racing in Hoosier Park in Indiana. And then we have him staked late in the season to the Breeders' Crown, which is a grand finale for harness racing at the uh, uh, late fall. And if he continues on at Hoosier Park like he looks like he could right now, why well, we've got high hopes of him being in the Breeders' Crown. Well, uh, your horse isn't the only thing winning awards. You're winning awards, too. Well, uh, that was... Uh, that was somewhat of a surprise in this day of COVID. It's hard to get uh, product. And uh, I was uh, second leading uh, dealer in, the, in North America uh, with Hillsboro Trader Company on uh, sales of aluminum livestock traders and uh, utility traders. And the only person to beat me out was a dealer in Saskatchewan, Canada. Well, you're, you're first in America and second yeah. in North America. Yeah, that's right. And probably just barely edged out there, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's been uh, it, it, that's pretty exciting news for for Richland. But uh, during COVID, you worked harder than anybody else I ever saw. Well, I'll tell you what, I, we did everything we could to try and get supply of product. We uh, took on other dealerships from companies that could get us a trader now and then, and uh, we somewhat weathered the storm and are starting to get a few more traders, but we're still behind on a aluminum livestock traders because our companies are still behind getting product and getting help. Yeah, that's a that's a major problem that just and you, you would think the supply chain two years later would start to straighten out, but we can't get baby formula. That's not even getting any better at all. Uh, just there is no crisis that we can't uh, uh, solve anymore, is there? Uh, no, but it's a uh, we're just having a, a tough time now, and we're we're still. Uh, in fact, right now we're sold out with our aluminum livestock traders uh, through a year from now. Jeez, yeah, uh, I talked to some uh, tractor dealers, and they were saying, you know, I mean, parts are really hard to get. There was a guy that bought a tractor last year for plant season, drove his brand new tractor for a half hour, needed a part, and didn't get it until plant season this year. Yeah, no, but, I, it, it's uh, it's. It's tough running a business when you can't rely on the flow of product. Yeah. Well, I was talking to your cohort, Lee Munts, who likes to, you know, he, who travels with you to go get oh, trailers yes, and stuff. Yes. And uh, we were talking about where you'd go to get trailers, and we decided you'd go to Hell and Back for a good trailer. Yeah. <laughs> we're up to White Pigeon, Michigan, and Elkhart, Indiana, and we go to uh, Marceline, Missouri. We go to Hillsboro, Kansas, and... Uh, we went to Lexington, Kentucky to pick up a trailer, and um, so we're, we're sort of a traveling man. Well, that's what it takes just to keep your business open, doesn't oh, it? Yes. I mean, uh, yeah. in yeah. this time, the, the demand for trailers, it seems to be even higher than it yes. was before, wasn't it? 
Yes. Plus, there's such this backlog that people have been wanting trailer for right. for two, three years. And yeah. And uh, how how is the trailer supply coming in? Well, it's, uh, like we said earlier, it's been slow, and uh, but it's better than it was, and we are getting uh, some product, and people just have to give us a call and see what's available, and we can let them know when they can get it. Well, if you need a trailer, Henshaw Trailer Sales is the place to get it. Well, is there anything else about the crops that you want to mention? Nothing I can think of other than uh, it uh, hopefully continues uh, growing like it is right now. Well, uh, I would say uh, the farmer's got to put on sunglasses to look at their crops because yes. the future's so bright you've got to wear shades, doesn't That's it? That's right. Well, thanks, Corwin. This has been Round Guy Radio with news you can use that won't give you the blues. And thanks for listening. <laughs>